Good morning, folks, and thank you for listening to Her Story Podcast. Her, H-E-R, is an acronym for heroic, empowering, and resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it's a dead-end job, a financial burden, an illness. In general, unforeseen circumstances can make you feel isolated or even alone. But when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers you are facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they use their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. Because you are her. Heroic, empowering, and resilient. Great morning, good people. It is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, Her Story is a collection of stories focused particularly on black women, women of color, um, highlighting their stories of adversity turned into triumph. We are a network of women sharing resources, sharing lived experiences, and all that good stuff, promoting ourselves. So this episode is in partnership with the HBCU Experience, the HBCU Royal University Queen's second edition. Super excited to be a part of this project. I've been a part of it for well over a year now. We've been making history, you know, throughout the country just sharing black stories so today I have the pleasure of speaking with Miss Darby Smith she's a native of Shreveport Louisiana shout out to North Louisiana and a proud two-time graduate of the Southern University and A&M College she earned her bachelor's of science and business marketing in the spring of 2019 and in May of 2021 Darby earned her master's degree in public administration she's the daughter of Southern University graduates and she stays connected in the HBCU community through band ambassadorships with the HBCU Pride Nation and support black colleges and in her free time she runs an online vintage apparel boutique darby smith welcome to her story podcast good morning thank you so much for having me good morning good morning i'm so happy to be here yes 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 so happy to just learn more and share more about you um you know Darby is a really a phenomenal young lady. You know, I have always admired her from a distance. Watch her on social media. Um, you know, connecting with you at Southern University during your reign. So excited! So, can you just tell the audience, the listeners, just tell us who you are? You know, outside of that beautiful bio, just in your own words, who are you? <laughs> Sure. Well, um, first, thank you so much. I, um, I too admire you from afar. I think you're beautiful, not only just your appearance, but just the work that you do and the things that you contribute to the community. Um, I, uh, a little bit about me outside of, uh, outside of the bio. I, um, I'm a Shreveport native, a country little girl. Um, I, um, uh, I'm a triplet. I have two twin brothers and an older sister. Um, I'm a godmother and an auntie. Um, I enjoy um, I enjoy me time. I'm in a place in my life where um, I'm really just trying to self-discover and find what I like and what I don't like and um, trying new things. So um, that's just me in a nutshell. I'm fun-loving. Um, I try to bring light wherever I go and try to um, bring the kindest words I can to anybody who is in need of them. Um, and I enjoy pouring into others um, as others have poured into me. 
throughout my life, um, throughout all the endeavors that I've embarked on. So, yeah, I just try to give what I've been given. <laughs> yes, I love that. And, you know, I, I feel your genuine spirit just over just audio, y'all. We're not even in person. This is strictly audio. And <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. Love it. And so, you know, when you think about just like your lived experiences and um, being at Southern University, your involvement with campus, just HBCUs within their self, you know, they're just enriched with legacy and tradition. Mm-hmm. So, what does the legacy of the Royal Court and HBCU Queen mean to you? Well, it really means, I think I've had the opportunity for it to mean a few different things to me. Um, from just pre-Royal Court, just watching the Royal Court from the outside looking in, it meant, um, it just meant in being supported, being involved. It meant um, a new adventure. Um, and while I was on court, it meant representation because with my mom and dad being um, Southern University graduates, my mom would tell me all the time, you are everything that I would want a Miss Southern to be. And that meant so much to me. Um, you know, she's my biggest fan. She's my biggest supporter. So um, for me to have um, hit the mark for my mom being um, a Southern grad, and you know Southern grads, they're a little – you know, they, they get in their way, right, you know, right. they like things how they like them. Exactly. <laughs> so um, uh, to hear that from my mom meant the world to me. If everybody fell off the earth today and my mama was here to tell me that, I would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and now pre-Royal Court, it just means, um, it means legacy. Like, um, I've, I've poured into um, my my. Um, I poured into my queens that were on my court, and um, my Miss Junior ended up being the Miss Southern after me. And just listening to her now, um, just this past week when I was at lunch with her, I just listened to how much I um, just shaped her idea of Miss Southern, her idea of a royal court. And to hear it, you know, I tried to take myself out of the situation, just listen to her as, you know, third party. And it just, I, I, had to wrap my head around how much influence I had over so many people in just, you know, one year, well, two years, because I've been working for two years. So that just means, it means, it means everything to me. It means the hard work that I put into just learning and growing and experiencing life. Um, it just means that for me, it, it almost um, makes it a body of itself. So I mean, wow, I've never really thought about that. So that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, it. You until you really, like, sit back and think about it, I think the connection of being on the royal court, it's almost like a family, right? Um, you know, it's yeah. almost like a, a family or, of course, like, a, of course, it's a cohort of queens. But when you think about the lessons, when you think about the different experiences and almost the mentorship that's associated with being on the royal court. It's lessons learned. It's conversations that I carry with me mm-hmm. still to this day at 31 years old. I will always say that when I was Miss Freshman, who Miss Senior at the time was Sasha Stive, um, absolutely loved her, mm-hmm. still love her. She's my soror. But of course, at that time, um, it was before I was a part of the sorority, right? But me and Sasha were mm-hmm. always kind of like in the same circle, but we're three years apart. So for instance, we went to the yeah. same high school. Um, 
I grew up in Napoleonville. She was in Vashery, both country rural towns, um, about, you know, 20 minutes apart from each other. Uh, nonetheless, you know, when she was at Ascension Catholic, we're both on dance teams. Then when I got to Southern, she was just like, you know, Janae, like you, you need to be Miss Freshman. I'm like, that's not my personality. I was like, it's not my personality. I don't like talking to people, girl. Like, that's not me. <laughs> like, no. Oh, and look at you now. <laughs> right, right. And she was like, if I would look down and see someone else at my shoulder and it's not Miss Freshman and it's you not as Miss Freshman, then I would definitely, I would be upset. And so, you know, like I talked to my mom about it. My mom was like, you know, anything you put your mind to, you can accomplish it. You can do it. You have additional funding. Um, cause I had scholarships. I had extra funding from a book voucher. She's like, look, you can use this money to do it. It's your money, whatever additional support you need. I have you, but, (laughs) but it really did lay the foundation in terms of me building relationships in terms of me talking and public speaking speaking and community engagement I I attribute all of those things to Southern University to being Miss Freshman all of those great things right and so saying that to say like what lessons learned as an HBCU queen molded you into the woman you are today and even digging a little further like what lessons in college prepared (laughs) you to pivot when faced with adversity oh my god so Wow, that's a loaded question, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, just listening to you talk about, um, you know, how how you really owe, you know, just your development into um, a public speaker, into an entrepreneur, into all these things, um, how you attribute it to being um, Miss Freshman, that that makes me really put things in perspective because um, most of most of all the trades, all the skills that I attain now, um, I really have to owe it to Southern University as well. I mean, um, I really, when I first got to Southern, I really didn't know much about anything. My sister, my oldest sister, she's three years older than me. She was on, um, she was at Southern when I got there as a freshman. And so I got one year with her. And um, she wasn't involved much. I had never seen a Miss Southern. Um, I mean, I'd gone to Bayou Classic since I was like 14, 15, but I never, there was so much, always so much going on that I never really paid attention to Royal Court or SJA or anything, you know, of that nature. So once I got to campus, you know, my sister kind of showed me the ropes. She introduced me to people and um, she actually introduced me to my college mentor, Garrett Edgerson over the Human Jukebox Media team. Yes, um, love he, Garrett. Uh, yes, he works. I love Garrett so much. He works. Um, he was um, um, one of the leads of the RAs on campus. And, you know, I'm so glad that my sister introduced me to him because before I decided to even do Royal Court or SJF, anything of the sort, um, I was a um, nightlife entertainment photographer. So I kind of hopped around the the college clubs taking pictures and that turned into, you know, um, really being involved in the, you know, on the scene. So that was, you know, I was meeting a lot of celebrities and, you know, going, perfecting my craft and everything. Um, Garrett took me under his wing and I was a campus photographer as well. Um, all the way up until I ended up working for him as a, um, as a photographer on his team, um, for the human jukebox media. So, um, 
I, I really learned networking. If I learned nothing else at Southern, I learned networking. And I can network my butt off, girl. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, I, I have mastered the art of, um, you know, trying to connect with people, um, working with people in a way that is collaborative, in a way that is um, beneficial for the community. And I, I think anyone that... Um, anyone that truly wants to find their way at Southern, if you can social network, if you can network, if you can be amongst people and try to accomplish things, then you have really taken a gem from, from just your journey there. Um, I also would have to say um, I learned a lot of hard lessons, too. Um, just about myself, I learned, um, I mean, I've always kind of been a confident, a confident young lady, but I, um, I had to take some, some heavy hits, um, just learning about, um, well, they were more so challenging my, um, my security within myself, challenging my, um, confidence within myself and within my, my talents and skills and abilities. Um, I, what it seemed it seemed while I was, you know, living in the moment that it was just the hardest thing. I didn't understand why everything had to be so difficult. You know, if I'm, you know, being my genuine self, why is it that I'm having, you know, trouble, you know, just trouble. So um, I, uh, that was, I think I can say that was leading up to becoming Miss Southern. And then once I became Miss Southern, there was a confidence that a new confidence that I had gained that, let me validate my own self um, and let me um, compare myself to only myself. And that I almost, almost feel like superpower now that I'm talking about it. Um, but I really had to dig deep within myself to find a place where I was, um, I knew that I was confident in my skills. I knew that I knew what I was talking about. I knew that, um, I had a direction and a vision and there was nothing anybody could tell me that was going to deter me because I had listened to people for so long tell me no. There are people that told me I, I wouldn't be a great Miss Southern, you know, so if I had, I think now that if I would have listened to those people where my life would be and I just can't even imagine, um, you know, I can't even imagine where that would, would have taken me. But um, throughout, I can say, the hard lessons really shaped just everything all the way up until my life at this very phone call. Um, you know, I, I try to tell um, those who ask for advice, um, you know, to be your most genuine self. Um, if you're, if you are, if you are giving out the same respect and courtesy and um, you are giving other people the same things that you want in return, not saying that that's going to be a golden road, you know, through life because it won't, but it will take you a lot further than it would the latter, you know? So I just, um, I just, my best advice to anyone of the lessons that I've learned while I was at Southern university of the lessons that I've learned while I was on the Royal court is to just be your most genuine self and live in your truth. You know, I, I think I made some of the best connections um, on campus with my peers and student body by just being honest. You know, when people ask me, hey, you know, hey, Queen, how's your day going? I sat down and I really told them honestly how my day was going. And that was 
a way for me to connect with my students. And, you know, I say my students now because um, as I'm working at Southern University now, the freshmen I had when I was in Southern are now seniors. So I, while I've been here, I've been, you know, they've been coming to me telling me um, how I've, you know, in, either influenced their life or um, how their interaction with me changed them in some way. Um, just yesterday, one of my freshmen and now senior, she said, um, you know, I saw you in the, I saw you in the library one day and you passed by my table with my friends and we kind of fangirled over you. And I, she said, she said, I'll never forget. You said, girl, I am just a normal girl. And I sat and I talked with them for about an hour and a half and they were so kind of like, I guess it was weird for them because. I sat down and talked with them, you know, you can't let the glitz and the glamour of, of all the rest of the things take away your humanity, take away your ability to relate to people. And that, I think that is, I think that's something that I just have to hold true for the rest of my life is to just walk in my truth and be my most genuine self because it's gotten me so far and I'm, I'm, happy with all the decisions that I've made up until this point because of my, um, because of my living in my truth and being genuine to myself and to others. So these are good questions. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but one, I appreciate you for being so vulnerable and transparent just about your lessons learned. Right. And I think the, the thing that stuck out the most is being your genuine self. Um, because, you know, as we get older and we accomplish more and there's more accolades and titles and, you know, you uh, have higher education and just all of these things that may come, um, you know, at your way or d- additional doors may open. You know, sometimes people can get big headed or lose sight of self or still can't find something to make them relatable to community. And what's always important to me is one to never forget where I come from. I always say, girl, I am a country girl mm-hmm. from Napoleonville, Louisiana. I am a Bayou baby. And I say it, you know, yes. with truth and with pride. <laughs> and, you know, no matter how far I go in life, I never feel as though I can't get down and, you know, be relatable with community, folks in community, and just just simply talking to individuals, right? Like, I think that it's so important that young women, young students see you as you are, right? Like, to, to you, I mean, to them... You may feel it may appear as though like you're untouchable or unreach um, unreachable, but you being able to connect with them like that's something that they're definitely going to take with them and hold on to that. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's important that young women, young girls see that even though when you're in positions of power and leadership, that you still can be relatable and talk to individuals and make that connection. So um, I think that that's Mm -hmm. a great uh, a, a great quality to have, and and I, I know you'll Thank never you. you'll never lose that because uh, again, a, a very genuine and sweet person. Um, so you know, mm-hmm. you mentioned also that you know I saw it on IG new position with Southern University. You know, I was like, congratulations, yes. girl. Let's connect <laughs> soon because you know how I am. Like, let's connect. Let's let's make something happen. Yes. <laughs> but um, so you know what what is your current involvement with the university as an alumna? So um, currently, I am the director of community outreach and inclusion. It's a brand new position here um, in student affairs. And um, I really, um, throughout my um, 
just throughout my journey in higher education, I have been able to kind of find my niche. Um, I prior to working here at the university, um, I got my first job out of college at Wiley College in Marshall, Texas, and um, I served as the director of student activities and leadership development there. So I was basically the royal court advisor and SBA advisor, um, which was something that I connected with because I was so close with my advisors. But being on the other side of um, just the other side of student affairs really showed me just how um, just how important the time is for student leaders um, while we have them. Um, I I. I've learned so much from my advisors and I'm so grateful and thankful for them um, because some of the things that they've taught me still stick with me today. You know, just at, when it comes down to even just, you know, making sure I've seen that last little corner on my outfit before I leave the door or, um, you know, when I introduce myself to make sure that um, I speak clearly and, um, you know, make sure that I'm, um, make sure that I'm connecting with people in a way that they will uh, remember their encounter with me. And those are lessons that um, I wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. Um, so just within my time here, I've been able to connect with so many different kinds of students that I never experienced at Southern University. Um, and being able to be a part of their journey while they were with me um, really was a transformative experience for me because the students that I encountered, their lives were just so different from anybody I'd ever met. Um, and just their, their journey to get to college was different than anyone I'd ever met before. So um, I, uh, I've now taken that all the experiences with the students um, has given me a new appreciation just for diversity within the black culture. You know, we come to an HBCU and, you know, some people have misconceptions just that we're all alike, but we're not. We're so different and we're from so many different places and backgrounds and experiences and trials and tribulations. And that's the beauty of just us as a people. And I've just gotten a new appreciation just for just different backgrounds, just differences and, you know, all together. Um, so now that I've had that experience and I'm in the new role that I'm in now, I just look at things differently that other people wouldn't. And um, I just, because, because I want, I, I, I long for people to live in their truth as I've been able to live in mine. I think that ties in perfectly with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I just have a real passion for making sure people are able to live, the, live their life to the fullest with as many resources and avenues as they can, you know, as they can get. So um, outside of that, I still mentor, uh, I still mentor students. I still um, try to pour into them, um, be it through um, queen training and leadership training, um, be it through just guidance, be it through just a little 30-minute talk in my office, you know. So I truly enjoy it. Um, I enjoy um, being able to collaborate across the campus with different departments. Um, I definitely get to see Southern University in a whole another light. I feel like I've lived Southern University three times as a regular student, as um, a student leader, and now as um, an administrator. So 
Um, I, I truly, I truly am so grateful to be here. I'm thankful for my tribe that has helped me along the way. Um, and my, um, adopted Southern uncles and aunties and grandmas, everybody that has just been so supportive. So I truly am so happy to be here and I can't wait to see, um, what, you know, what, what avenues I create and what, um, hopefully history, um, as I'm in my, in my position trying to figure out what direction I want to go in, I see so many opportunities for growth, so many opportunities for just innovation. So that just gets me so fired up and excited. So I'm so, so glad to have had this opportunity. Yes, yes. And, you know, just as you were, were speaking, I was like, well, you know, Darby's very intelligent. She's innovative. You were like pretty much like mouthing everything that uh, <laughs> I was saying in my head. But um, I'm definitely excited to to watch you grow into this position as well. And um, it, even when you said, you know, there is no monolithic black person, right? And there's so much diversity within right. ourselves. Like even when you look at what it means to be black in America, that can be the black American, that can be someone of Caribbean or Haitian descent, that can be right. someone from New Orleans versus the Bronx, New York. You know, it's like so many different right. um, avenues within that. So yeah, definitely excited to see um, what you will bring forth within this position and the, the innovative and creativity <laughs> you'll bring on campus. And because you are so innovative and involved with so much, I do want to touch this, you know, many folks, they just have this false notion of a queen, you know, they're just the face of the university. Like that girl don't do no work. She mm -hmm. just walk around the field, waving her hand with her crown on and taking pictures mm -hmm. and looking cute in her <laughs> suits. So, you know, what are some projects that you initiated on the yard under your reign? Yes. Oh, so, um, I, girl, I got to just ring the little bell on that because so many people think it's just glitz and glamours and the heels and the wave, girl, but it is not. We, I was, I was working nonstop from the time that I, um, heard the results announced that I had won Miss Southern University. Um, the recruitment started. And I feel like of all the Miss Southerns I've seen, I feel like I was recruiting my butt off, girl. We were always somewhere. Um, but I, that was one of the highlights of my reign was the recruitment because um, actually Miss Freshman on my, um, my Miss Junior who became a senior, Alicia Brew, her Miss Freshman, she remembers me coming to her high school and recruiting and talking with her and giving her advice. So that was something that really held, you know, I really held close to my heart outside of recruitment. Um, I wanted to bring back, bring back the Little Miss um, SU pageant um, and uh, continue it because um, I just had, I love, I love, 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 love young girls. I feel like they have just a sparkle and a magic that, you know, we as young, we as, as women, we tend to lose um, just through living life and to see them be their most confident selves because these little girls are confident and they are just, they just want to be up there to just show the world, you know, who they are. And I think that's where um, great women, great leaders, just phenomenal people. I feel like they start when they have opportunities like that. And I feel like that's what really catapults them into embarking on amazing journey. So love that for them. Um, I also wanted to, um, as an entrepreneur, I was a makeup artist on campus. I was um, a photographer on campus. 
Um, I painted grad caps on campus, so I had a very entrepreneurial spirit. Um, so I knew that my peers also had that same spirit, and I wanted to give them the platform to showcase it. So um, I started a student um, business expo where um, we would provide the tables for them to set up in the union, and they would bring their business. So we got the opportunity to see people who did lashes, who did hair, who were barbers, musicians, videographers, photographers, um, a little bit of everything. Um, and it was truly a beautiful thing to see and to be able to give them that platform to where they didn't feel as though they were breaking any rules and, you know, they were really able to market themselves. That meant so much to me because so many people had given me the opportunity to show, you know, show my skill, show my talent and give, given me the platform to just blossom within my craft. Um, I, I, I had to, I had to give them that same opportunity that I had and, um, adding that to my platform was just the best way to do it and actually executing the expo. And I, um, we had one in the spring and one in the fall. And um, now that I'm back, I've gotten to see how it's um, grown and expanded. Um, I actually went to, um, they had a joint Greek pop-up shop in the ballroom, and the entire ballroom was filled with entrepreneurs um, from a little bit of everything from rug making to cupcakes to apparel, everything. I was so impressed. Um, so I'm, I'm so happy that that was a part of, uh, a part of my platform. Um, me and my little miss, we also raised money for, uh, St. Jude's and the Alzheimer's Association in honor of my grandmother. Um, she just recently passed from, um, Alzheimer's and dementia. So that was something, you know, that I really, you know, was serious about and, um, meant a lot to me. So, uh, we uh, ended up we ended up raising a couple thousand. Well, Little Miss she really did her thing, raised a couple of thousands of dollars, um, and we were able to donate that to some um, much deserving uh, young kids. So we had a we had a ball. I'm trying to think was there anything um, was there anything else? I feel like that was the fastest year of my life, girl. <laughs> <laughs> But it no. was the fastest year of my life. I felt like it was just nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Most of it was really just filled with mentorship. Um, that's just something that I, I I really value because I had so many great mentors. And I felt, you know, if I can be that same kind of mentor that I had, then I could, you know, that, that that could really make make a big statement. That could really not not a statement to everyone else, but a statement for myself and for those that I was helping. Because I mean, wow, the things you can do with with guidance and right the right advice, I, I've been able to accomplish so much. So mentorship will always be something that that'll be my forever platform um, as I you know as I continue to queen this in my life. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But no, I love it because you created initiatives and projects that can definitely carry on from generation to generation, right? <laughs> it is actually making an impact. Like, yes, you know, it's important to beautify the campus and things like that. Like, you know, tr traditionally <laughs> or even before, you know, you know, oh, Miss Southern, she's going to beautify the campus and doing the community cleanup, which things are still right. still very impactful, but Still, like a business expo can really open doors for someone, you know, um, 
connecting mm-hmm. to peers that may be in the same industry, not knowing who may pop up on the yard, can see them to give them an opportunity, right. helping them showcase their talents and grow and finding their passion, all of these things. And even as you mentioned, Little Miss Southern and the Little Miss Southern initiative was, it actually began under my Keisha Evans. She was Miss Southern when I was Miss Freshman. But again, the, yeah. the confidence, the confidence of a young woman, it begins in your adolescent years, right? And, you know, you can take that confidence as a small child and will help you to grow and to pivot and to just be resourceful as you get older. So all of these things are great, Darby. And, you know, lastly, the last and final question, I know we went through a lot, (laughs) but, but, you know, promote yourself. That is what her story is all about, making sure that, you know, we are building a network of like-minded women. We're sharing resources and businesses. So, you know, what's next for Darby? Are there any upcoming projects? Is there a brand folks should know about? And, you know, what's your social media handle? Yes, yes, yes. There are um, a few projects. Uh, As I've been getting this question, I I always get kind of stuck because I did not, well, I saw author in my future, but I didn't see it so soon. So I'm still kind of on a high just from, well, just today we found out we're we're best-selling authors. Right. um, I was about to say, not just any author, honey, a bestseller. Okay. Yes, yes, that is just blowing my mind. So I'm still just reveling in the fact that I I, I did this, I took this step, and shout out, I, I've been saying this, and I will sing it on high, um, shout out to the HBCU Experience Movement, because this was truly an amazing opportunity, um, just to immortalize our, our experiences and our stories, for them to live on forever, and um, I'm just so thankful, because I, you know, really could write an entire book on my year as Miss Southern, Um, but just using this as a start, I have something to show my kids, like, you can read about, you know, mom's experience being a rock star. Right, right. (laughs) So, um, I, uh, I truly um, am thankful for this opportunity, Um, but secondly, I am the Um, I am a founding board member of the Butterfly Academy, a nonprofit based out of Shreveport, Louisiana. We mentor young women, um, give them the opportunity to travel the world, give them the opportunity to um, perfect a craft, skill, or trade. Um, We also provide college um, readiness and career preparedness. Um, What else do we do? Um, We, uh, it's actually, I'm hoping that our, our ideas will come to fruition. So far they have. We want it to be a really prestigious opportunity um, just so we can expose, and it's not just me, um, but there's another um, a former dancing doll, Josie Young, and um, of course, alum. She um, really was able to connect with me to be able to um, figure out what we could provide for these young women that we didn't get as young women. Um, and we took the time during the planning to just reflect on our experience on campus and just to be able to figure out what is it that we can provide that we wish we would have had. And that in itself was just, um, it was almost therapeutic to be able to um, think back to what we were missing and to be able to provide it now for um, 
those that are, you know, we're in our same shoes. So um, definitely excited about all of that. We have some big plans for the young women that um, make it through the interview process to be a part of the academy. Um, so I'm really excited about that, really devoted to it. Um, outside of that, I have a um, vintage, um, a vintage apparel shop. Um, it's still in the works. It's my baby. Um, I have a really big, 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 big love for thrifting and finding gems and turning them into fashions. So um, I'm taking a new direction um, where I will be reconstructing some of the gems that I find to make them a little more modern, um, but still kind of keeping the vintagey touch. So um, that's kind of what I have. Also, I'm a full-time entrepreneur. Um, full-time influencer. Um, so uh, I've been able to partner with some really cool brands. Um, and uh, I've really kind of found my voice within that world um, to work with brands that really um, resonate with my life and are relatable to my audience. Um, so that has been something that I've been working on for a long time. I didn't want to get the imposter syndrome of feeling like, you know, I was faking the funk. So um, I wanted to make sure that it was not only speaking to me, but speaking to my audience. Um, and then you said Instagram and social handles. So you can find me on Instagram at Darb underscore Alexis at D-A-R-B underscore A-L-E-X-I-S. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm usually not on Twitter as much, but I'm still, I'm still lurking around on there. But you can definitely <laughs> get in contact with me or just watch um just watch along for the journey um on instagram for sure uh, i'm darby a smith on facebook and um if you type in darby smith makeup you can find me on youtube as well love it love it well thank you so much for just in engaging darby and sharing your story absolutely <laughs> so there you absolutely have thank you so much i I'm, and thank you for having me on the on the podcast, I have been loving this tour, but I'm so happy I got to connect with you specifically. Um, and we'll definitely have to connect um, just work-related, town, city, Baton Rouge-related. We'll just have to connect for sure. Definitely, definitely. And, and there you have it, folks. You heard it first from the best-selling author herself, Miss Darby <laughs> Smith. So please go out and purchase. Oh, got a ring to it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so please go out and purchase the HBCU Royal University Queen's second edition. And of course, this book, it highlights 23 stories of HBCU Royal University Queen alumni. You can go to Amazon.com or the HBCU Experience Movement.com today to purchase your copy. And a portion of proceeds will go to the Leadership for Queens nonprofit. And so if you are inspired or motivated in any way, tell a friend to tell a friend and listen to her story podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or you can simply follow us on Instagram at herstory underscore podcast or Facebook, herstorypodcast. And we are out.